True Multifamily is an On Air Brands production and a proud member of the On Air Brands Network. Hey there, True Multifamily listeners. Justin here. Want to make sure you know about our website, truemultifamily.show, where you can stay all up to date, not only on this podcast, but all of our investment opportunities and other projects we have going on. Sign up for our newsletter at truemultifamily.show. See you there. This is True Multifamily, the show where we dive in on what really happens after closing a multifamily property. We're going to expose the role of asset manager. That's a person who has a responsibility of seeing the vision, executing the plan, and managing people, budgets, and timelines, all to deliver returns for our investors. These are the real struggles, the real victories, and the real stories of asset management. Welcome back to another episode of True Multifamily. I'm your host, Justin Fraser. Here today, Mr. Jim Monk of Closets. Jim, I'm, uh, I believe it or not, closets. I'm really excited to talk about closets today. I cannot. Awesome. I'm, I'm excited to share it. Thank you for having me on. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. Um, (laughs) when I was doing some, some research on your site, like, man, closet, closet, closets, this guy is really into closets. And, uh, um, your, you know, your website tells, tells a beautiful story as far as, you know, improving, uh, income on a property, which is what we all want to do. But before we get into the whole closets business. Um, tell us a bit about you and, and your investment um, experience and how you got to be where you are today. Absolutely. So uh, serial entrepreneur. So that's the case with most of us. Um, started in uh, financial services, grew a couple of companies, had exits on those companies and found myself like many when you're out there going, okay, how can I diversify my portfolio? What can I do? And naturally real estate came up as one of those areas. So started investing in commercial and really uh, by accident landed into the apartment aspect of things, multifamily. And, you know, just like most of your, your audience, it was, Hey, it's recession proof. Uh, you know, it's got strong numbers and this is 20 years ago. So it's right. only heated up since then, uh, mm-hmm. Justin and built it over time to a, a large portfolio set. Uh, I'm passive. So I'm not involved in the day to days or anything of that nature. But it kind of led me to the place I think a lot of us get to, which is you're either acquiring properties or you're doing multiple renovations to those properties or they're in their second or third generation or uh, iteration of doing the flooring, the hard surfaces, the paints and all that. And it ultimately led me to a simple question, which is how can we move the needle more and get a a rent bump, a rent increase and uh, start the conversation off with a friend. And it led us to where we're at today with closets. Wow. So I've, I have uh, been in this space for a few years. And, and as we talked about before the show, you know, over a thousand units and mm-hmm. closets is, has never been something that I've walked into and said, man, I bet you I can get a rent bump for, for doing something in this closet. And, and it's sort of a empty, empty space that, that I honestly have not really thought about much. So tell me yeah. why, like why closets and, and what are we doing there that, that makes a difference? So very much the case. When I would walk into an apartment, either through acquisition or just their own portfolio, I really didn't think about it, but we had done all the hard surfaces. Like I said, we'd done the flooring, we'd done the, the quartz or granite and had done all the, you know, the paint and the fixtures. And I was looking for a three to 5% increase out of our portfolio and trying to justify that. And, and you know, there's technology plays and some of these other amenity sets, but I was looking for something, you know, that wouldn't go out on me in a couple of years that didn't have a massive cost to it and uh, that could give me a great yield on it. 
And so I asked a friend of mine, Stephen, uh, who had been one of the largest, worked for one of the largest multifamily renovation companies in the country. They were doing a couple hundred thousand units a year. I said, I'm curious, what are the big guys doing? I mean, the institutional REITs, these guys that have over 50,000 unit sets and 100,000, 200,000 unit sets, what are they doing? And he said, not much. <laughs> You're doing it. And I said, that's not the answer I want to hear. Um, and so what we, I said was a simple question kind of turned into this whole theory of um, what area of the apartment is not being touched or in all the time you've been doing this, what area of the apartment's not being touched? And he thought about it for a little bit. And he said, well, the closet. And I said, why? And he goes, there's no money in it. It's utilitarian. It hasn't changed in 50 years. I've been in the business for 30 years. He goes, it hasn't changed. And I said, why? Because I have a nice home with a nice closet in it. I hadn't rented in a long time. And the next thing I did was I went and rushed over to my younger brother's apartment, looked at it. I said, this is the same. This is not quite how I said, this is kind of the same crap I've dealt with when I was in college 20 something years ago. Yeah. It's, it's either wire or it's an MDF or rod in a shelf. And I said, you know, look, there's the Kardashians out there showing their, their closets. There's all these HGTV shows. There's all this uh, organizational uh, stuff going on. You know, I know it's important to people in homes, but why not renters? Because residents, a lot of them rent and it is their home. My mother's a good example. She, she will not own a home, uh, but she will absolutely rent in a community set. And as a resident, she's looking at, you know, what's the space in there. You know, she's got a lifetime supply of stuff and the millennials like my brother are looking for resort type amenities. They want to feel good. And this is all pre COVID that's only accelerated with us, you know, kind of the post situation here because people sheltering in place, working from home. But the theory was we can get a rent increase out of this if we do certain things. And so for us, it's an untapped area. It's a differentiator. So here's some of the things I looked at differentiator on your inventory compared to your competition Two, residents like it, you know, meaning that they're going to go in there and notice that immediately. So one of the things I like to do, and I'll, I'll show a prop, this Justin doesn't increase rents. This is and, utilitarian. And that, that that's a, that's nice. That's a, for those listening that we're looking at a, uh, so some wire, you know, the typical wire shelves that you might see in, in your closet. That's probably what most of my closets are in my house. And and yeah. frankly, that would be pretty nice if they were in our tenants' closets as well. Sometimes we just get a, a rod in there, right? Right. It, it's, it's utilitarian. It works well, but it doesn't give you an experience. And it's amazing how many of us sat down and we put a lot of thought and time and effort into, and particularly the, the audience that is looking at B and A class property sets, this is really big on, we've done it in C-class, but typically we're going to get the stronger ROIs. We'll talk about the numbers here in a minute, but there it's the, the B's and A's that are getting the real increases on this. But it, it because it's utilitarian and it's, it's the standard, people aren't willing to pay for that. They just expect it. Correct. You know, you know it's kind of like buying a car. It's got to have an engine in it, right? You expect it to have an engine in it typically. You know, And so it's all about the feature sets then that you're adding into it. And so what we determined was, is that uh, through our own research and then starting to sign up big groups. And so the company closets has been around roughly a little over two years, Justin, where we started targeting was portfolio sets that had over a hundred thousand units. I mean, we, we went after the big guys. Wow. Our thought was they've got the money, they've got the vision, especially if they're looking at holding a long period of time. 
as a value add. And I can tell you today after two years, and this is going through COVID, this is going through COVID. Uh, we started really selling about 14 months ago. We're in 17 markets already. And it's because our client base said, look, it's working and, and, and we want to go into our other portfolios. Now we're going into your smaller groups because why not? You know, uh, the big guys are pulling us into the market and creating volume for us. And now we're going into those smaller group sets where it's benefiting them as well. And so for your listeners, our average client nationwide in all the markets that we work, their, their rent increases is averaging between three to 5% with an average ROI return on it of uh, up to 37. Our average is about 35, but 37% within a three to four year period. So very strong numbers. And I'd say our average rent increase, if you're talking about just dollar amounts across the board in, in various markets, uh, we're looking at between 40 to $42 is what I would say the average is. 40 per to $42 month. per month. Right. And, and for me as a, as a passive investor, I immediately started looking at a couple of different things. One is what's it doing to my NOI, which is cr- you know, cranking it up. But more importantly, what is it doing to the asset value of the property set? And for your listeners and yourself, we have at least three case studies of large groups in multiple markets where we can show here's what it did to the NOI and here's what it did, especially with the multiples today. Here's what it's doing to the asset value of the property. And it, it's actually a little mind-blowing, actually. <laughs> Sometimes I'll look and go, are we really getting that much for the investment dollars in? And so we're typically at an 8 to 10x of the investment in. And so for our average uh, closet nationwide, our average install, that this is material and installation is somewhere around $750 to $850. Okay. That's full turnkey. And Okay. So this, I've got, I've got so many questions. If I could pause you here. Um, Absolutely. I, I want to get into the numbers, but let's first define, because not everyone is, is watching on YouTube and can see this beautiful uh, closet that you're in, or, the, or at least your virtual backdrop. I can't tell if it's really. Hey, actually, it's a real closet. Oh, so so for those listening, he's Jim is doing this in his closet. He is uh, practicing. This is one of our service. our offices, actually. So I yeah, I'm gonna reach over here right now. All right, I was wondering. I was sitting here as you're talking. Is that is that a real <laughs> shirt back there? Or is it digital? Um, it's very pristine. It's perfect. Um, so what are we talking about? In let, I'm gonna use my properties for an example. We have um, most of our properties. You know, there's a closet in each bedroom and it's what, tell me 10 feet wide, three or four feet deep. That's like Correct. a typical standard bedroom closet. I haven't measured it, but that's my guess, right? 10 that's feet about right. Okay. What are we, you said a closet can be an experience. What are we doing to take that box and turning it into an experience for those who can't actually see what we're talking about here? So a couple of different things. One is one of the things that we recognize and we did it deliberately. There's a lot of intention behind uh, the design. One is it's white. Now we do change colors when we're talking new construction, we can, we can change a couple of things, but white, because typically you're dealing with a light bulb or a strip in these, uh, these closets. So they're dark and they're, they're a little dingy sometimes. Let's, let's be real about it. So we went with white to brighten it. And, and that was one of the very first things we got feedback on from our clients was, Hey, it brightens it up. It, it, it makes it a little airy. So that's the very first thing. The second thing is that it does is it allows the, the client to feel like they can organize themselves and have an experience. You know, we all have the ritual. I, I mean, I, I say this, this was the, uh, I would call the emotional aspects of we all have a ritual. Every day we're waking up and probably like yourself or others that are listening, we walk into that area 
And for some of us, it's very organized, very pristine. No one sees that. It's a sanctuary. But I'm picking out my attire for the day. It defines who I am and what I'm doing. If I want to sit in my pajamas all day long and, and do that, so be it. But I'm usually going there. I'm starting my day there. The second thing I'm doing is I'm ending my day there typically. Now, you know, for those that are listening, the industry as a whole, that's great. But I get back to the numbers. But for the experience, a lot of times it's around the organization and the feel-good component. The other thing is that's our average closet set. So we can upgrade and we built it to where they can be upgraded. And so I'll pull away real quick. You can put, we can retrofit in drawers. So now you're talking a piece of furniture that allows this to act as improved storage space. But because a lot of the floor plans are smaller, it's a challenge to bring a lot of furniture in. So now you're talking about creating it into a furniture piece where you can store your undergarments, different, different items. Plus, and I'll, I'll lift up, it creates about 53 to 54% storage. And the reason why I say that is because ours is a three quarter inch plywood based product. It's rated to hold hundreds of pounds. This isn't a particle wood based product. And so, so you now can put the shelving up here on top becomes storage. And, and, and so we've actually increased the storage capacity for a lot of these, uh, these closets that may be a single rod. Now we're doing double rods and so forth. So um, so that's the experience that I would say most people, the feedback we get for most residents is, hey, it's improving the storage space. It's nice. It's modern looking. It makes me feel good. That's the experience we're always trying to look for. Now, the, are they willing to pay for it? Well, the answer is yes. And the reason they're willing to pay for it is because it's not only improving those things. As I said, it's a resort type amenity. So they look at this as a piece of furniture. Our product, we classify it as furniture in our, you know, in our opinions compared to what's already in these. But the other thing that's occurring is the storage space. And again, a lot of people accumulate. So it helps them in that area. It's, so they're willing to pay that extra dollar or dollars to do this has been our experience within all the markets that we've been in. So I want just for anyone listening to, I'll try to describe it, but definitely check out Jim's website. What's the website? Closets.com. Yeah, and that's C-L-O-Z-Z-I-T-S. So you have to see it, I think. But um, so we're talking about the, the white plywood, white painted plywood. We've got sort of cubbies stacked. We've got some sections for um, bars, you know, to, to put hangers on. We've got storage up top. So it's really like a nice, very nicely designed square, you know, cubbies and, and place to hang everything. So you're taking this empty box and you're basically framing it out is essentially is, is what we're doing, right? Exactly right. So it looks great. Um, I, I can imagine that this is a very visual sell and I'm already starting to think, okay, what if in my model unit, um, I did this and I put a little, you know, flyer on it and said, Hey, for 35 bucks a month, this could be yours. Right. And now I'm upselling when I'm showing my model unit, I'm also upselling the option where if they want to take, take the rent plus whatever that number is, they could also come in and install that closet. Is that how we can start to work together? So great question. So a lot of our clients started on that path. What they found is that they, they wanted uniformity okay. uh, and a lot of them will do 70, 80% of the, the apartment over time. So what makes us very unique is that we do a lot of our business on the make ready's returns. And, and for those who don't know what that is, it's when the residents leaving or exiting the property, we go in, usually the maintenance team or someone's ripped out what's there to make it faster. Or if they're, you know, we can go in and do that as well. There's a little bit of an additional cost associated with that. 
but we're going in and we're installing what you see behind me within a two hour period. So that's how quickly it goes up because our goal is to shorten the window so that the next lease or lease up that you're doing that you can benefit from that. But typically uh, to give you a little bit of background, our clients decided a lot of them did to start doing it on every one of their make readies or their turns because they, they saw the rent increase. Instead of just coming in and giving the option, they just say, hey, this is part of it and this is what the rents are. So they automatically build it into the cost and move forward uh, with it and just say, this is a unique uh, asset or amenity or value add to the to sure. this apartment and it justifies it. We so do- my, my objection to that for you would be um, class of property. And so you already mentioned that this mostly works in B and A class properties. Correct. Have you had any luck or success in a C class property? Um, and is, is there a way to do it? So yes, there is. Uh, for one thing, we can trim down the, like the shoe towers and so forth and go some, somewhat simpler. But what we found is that the average C class will see a nine to $15 rent increase. It extends out the ROI. You know, obviously your ROI is going to be longer, but I would say that from everything we're hearing in the market today, Justin, a lot of the clients that used to maybe hold a property for four years, I'm hearing anything from five to eight years now is the hold because of yields and the where the market is today on purchasing mm -hmm. properties. It's just at a higher price point and the cap rates and so forth. And so I would say that if you're looking to hold for five, six years, then it could work into that easily then. But I would say our average C-class property sees a, a $9 to $15. And then I will tell you this, some of the clients are driven by multiple things. And this is what's very fascinating to us. Some of them are driven because they just want uniqueness compared to their competition. That's one of the drivers in any of the classes. Some of them are doing it because they're trying to defer profits for a year to get maybe a better tax advantage in the future. So they'll say, look, we're going to just do a, a, a small CapEx and let's go ahead and do that. Let's go ahead and invest the dollars today. What I found to be very clever is the ones that are doing it as accelerated depreciation, where they're, they're accelerating that depreciation, collecting all that in year one and pushing that down to the, the ownership groups. And that's been a very clever reason why some of them are doing this, because it's not a massive multi-million dollar investment you're talking on a, on a, a hard day, typically a couple hundred thousand dollars if you're doing the whole complex. Right. Right. Okay. So would you, I know you said you don't like it, but here's, here's my scenario. One of my properties, we are, we have over 300 units. We are doing a massive renovation program, amenities, mm -hmm. all that. So we're upgrading the units. I'm getting $200 rent bump on yep. my apartments. That's great. Okay. But I'm seeing, thinking, okay, if I also add in closets, that probably is just getting factored into that 200 rent bump because there's so much else happening in this massive renovation already. But if I can put a sign that says, look, you're going to get this great renovation. And now if you want it for X dollars, we can upgrade you. So I think for me in that instance, it would make sense to do it sort of in, in a few phases where it's an option on round one. And then maybe in two years after I've renovated everything, then I go back. And if I've got, you know, 20% of them done with closets, then I go back and make it mandatory on those upgrades. Once we've restabilized at that higher uh, rent rate, what are right. your thoughts on that? So there's a couple of different ways of doing this. So you, you bring up some very valid points that we had to address early on. So one is if we're not in a market, but we have clients that say we really want the product and we want to do it this way, 
one of the things we do is we can just ship the product with the designs, teaching the either maintenance or the GCs on how to do the installation. We actually have that quite often happening. So that's one way of doing it, to keep Excellent. the cost low and scale, and especially in markets where we're not, like an example, we have one in South Dakota. I mean, seriously, we, we, don't, we don't have anyone in South Dakota. <laughs> but the other thing that came out of this, we had clients that would come to say, we really, whether we have our portfolio, and here we can make it work because we have CapEx, we can, we can do these things. But we had other clients that came in and said, we really like the product. We don't have CapEx for this, but how can we make it work? So we actually came up with, and we, we've just now started talking about it. Um, it's a lease to purchase program okay. that allows us to lease it. And, and here's the other thing. It's, it's, um, it's not uh, uh, bound by the, the property. What I mean by that is it, uh, there's a, it's a no recourse lease to purchase option. So basically our average client then uh, works with us. It's a, between, a, I'm going to say 20 to $25 a month uh, lease cost over four years with a dollar buyout at the end. And why we did that was because some of them just didn't have the cash flow to, to, to justify it. But what they're doing is they're going in, they're installing it now, they're getting the rent increase of $30, $40, that cash flowing immediately on our amenity. And we're the first that we know in the industry that's even doing this type yeah. of scenario. And for us, it's just a lease. And, and so, you know, and it's no recourse. So, and the reason we did that was because your primary lien holders or your banks are going to say, you can't put a secondary on the property. Right. And so we started doing that just about two months ago and the doors have really opened up because some of these clients are going, this is, this is a no brainer now. Now you're telling yeah. me not can you get the rent supports, but now I can just do it through a lease, not alley the, the 750, $850 and move forward with this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, we're as apartment owners, we're kind of used to that already. Um, yes. You know, we do the same for washers and dryers, right? It's the same, same idea. And so instead of me having to go and, and pay a washer and dryer, I, you know, I pay 20 bucks and we rent it out for 35 or 40 and we make a little bit of a spread in between. So this is a model that already works. And, and I think you're very smart for adapting and, and rolling it out that way. Right. And it's, and it's for the right groups. I mean, we have a lot of clients, you know, and that's one of the things I would say to the audience the biggest thing we fight, and I think you you kind of addressed it early on without even saying it, is conditioning. A lot of times when I'd walk into a, a closet, I wouldn't even think twice. I would just go, well, this is what it is. But now I'm looking at going, okay, that's worth this much to us. And the market's willing to pay that and support it. And not in every property, but in the, the right ones. And it can be a big factor. And so we have clients today that they include us in every acquisition now. They build us into the model. To your point on renovations, if they're doing renovations, they're putting us in there, they're baking us in, um, or they're doing it as a construction loan or a bridge even, we're getting put into the bridges and so forth. So there's a number of factors that they're doing that uh, drive the decision to have us included now. Yeah, makes makes a lot of sense. Um, okay, so let's now talk specifics again. Um, you're, actually, you know what, I, I do have a question about durability. So you're saying, you know, it's plywood. It, do you guys provide any kind of warranties on this? I mean, I, if I'm mostly in C-class or B-class properties, my tenants can be kind of rough. So, so talk to me about, um, you know, what happens when they, they put something too heavy on it or the kids are climbing it or, you know, and it gets ripped off the wall. So 
We've only had, uh, I don't mind admitting, we only had one ripped off the wall so far. All right. And the product didn't damage, the screws failed. And it was a guy that was doing chin-ups on it, about yeah. 350 pounds. <laughs> Seriously, I wish I could say it was a single hang like what you have right here. Yeah. yeah. And he was doing chin-ups on it. The bar didn't break or anything of that nature. So we, we're in our fifth generation of product now. And so we're constantly testing. So for us, the goal is it's going to hold at least a couple hundred pounds. That That is the goal. So if we're doing the installation, it's a year warranty on the product. Uh, and it is a melamine finish. It's not painted. It's melamine. So it's scratch resistant. Uh, so the product it is, I'll grab a piece here. This is a cross section. It's three quarter inch plywood. It's birch. So it's yeah. not pine even. So we went with something that's a little stronger. And the reason we did that was because when we talked to maintenance crews in particular, they'd, they'd say the same thing, which is, this looks great. What's going to look like in a year or two? So the goal is that this product is designed to last 10 to 15 years. That is the goal of it. Uh, it's been in the field for a couple of years now. And like I said, that is the only one that I'm aware of. Uh, and then we take feedback. So it's a cleated base system that's screwed directly into studs. If we have to anchor, we can anchor. We're going with two and a half to three and a half inch screw sets that are designed to hold that kind of weight. Excellent. Okay. Very good. Um, so you mentioned on average, uh, 750 to 800. Is that what you're thinking as far as my, um, 10 foot or so closet, that's like a 750 to $800 type investment. Correct. And so what I can tell you is our system, it's called a system for a reason. Each one of these, actually, if you look across here, that's four different, what we call SKUs or boxes. And so we are designing these out internally. So what we do is we basically get the floor plans or the, the uh, measurements, the perimeter measurements of a closet or closets, if they're wanting to do the, the secondary bedrooms or thirds. And what we do is then we design it out internally and it's very much kind of a good, better, best. And so we say, look, here's what good looks like, what better and best looks like. So from a budgetary stance, you know, as an example, best might have drawers in it and it allows you to look at what's it going to cost me. Now we do have calculators as well. And this is all because we're making the business case, right? So for us, we have a calculator that says, here's what the average investment is going to be for your, your apartment. And here's how many units you're wanting to do. So for an overall, here's your total investment. From that total investment, here's where the your exit cap rate is. Because a lot of our clients want to go, what's the exit cap rate? We say, what's your target? We put the target in and we look at what rent increases are. So 20, 25, $30. We put that all into the matrix and we can calculate and say, here's what the ROI is going to be. And here's what it... Uh, in theory should do, if you meet these things, this is what it should do to the asset value of the property set. And so that's one of the things that we do internally, actually, even on our website, we have a form where they can do that automatically and just put those assumptions in. And that's what you guys are doing as well, probably when you're doing yep. your projections. And so we we do that, but kind of going back to your, your point, uh, we bring up the designs, we say, this is what it would be optimal. And this is what we can do based on real, you know, tight budgets and we lock in those designs. So we basically say, okay, we're agreeing to these design locks and these pricings. And then what we do is we roll into starting to do installations on a schedule on the make raise or turns or renovations. Do you have like a minimum number per month that you're shooting for? Or if you just have local crews, you kind of just come by when we have units available. Great question. So typically we're trying to consolidate as much as we can because we're only spending about two hours in a unit set and depending on, on schedule, I would say the average client today 
is doing between eight and 10 units a month. That's the average I've seen. Uh, when you look at, and we're in there 18 to 24 months in many cases. Right. Uh, we do have clients that will say, look, we're, we're doing blocks of 20 and they're, they're doing that or uh, a different model. Some are doing occupied now, so we can do occupied. It's a little, and the reason why they're doing this is again, very clever marketing. It's a lease up option. So instead of giving mm -hmm. a concession and saying, Hey, I don't want to give out a month, two months worth of rent. Like here in Dallas, where we're at that, that's very common with a hot market. They're saying, Hey, we're going to, we're going to uh, upgrade your closet system for you at a 3% increase on your rents. And they're baking in basically is what they're doing. And it's a very clever way to improve the asset without letting those dollars just flow out. Yeah. I'm thinking about, um, you know, one of our properties in Kentucky is fairly well stabilized, very high occupancy, and we're just working on dissolving the loss to lease. And so sometimes they will ask for an amenity, you know, a refrigerator, or this right. might be an awesome option for us to, you know, if we had sort of a model built out in our um, office so, and just point to it like, hey, that's, that's an option you can get. And if it's going to cost me 800 bucks, then, then it costs me that. But it's usually cheaper than the new flooring or new appliance Correct. That, that I have to put in there. Correct. And that's what actually a number of our clients do is they will do what they call a, a, kind of a, a retro on their, their current model, if they have a model or just one that then they'll take pictures of. And so some of the things that we're actually working on now is we're actually going to be coming out probably next month here is a, a for our leasing um, agents and so forth. A lot of our clients say, hey, can you just put like a little spreadsheet together that I can put on my desk or a little table tent that I can put on there that says, this is what's coming in this apartment. Because a lot of times it's theory of the mind, you know, it's theater of the mind. And so they, they don't know until they look at it, like you said. And so if we have a nice glossy picture of that saying that's what's in there or could be in there, then it's going to, it's going to improve the, and differentiate. That's what a lot of our clients say. Yeah. And, you know, in one of our properties where we're doing that, we have, we give them flooring or appliance options. And so we have put that flooring down in the office and we have the appliances set up. There's like a little kitchenette. We have the appliances yeah. there in the, so it's very easy to point to. It's like, you want these appliances? They're right there. Go touch them, go open the door, go feel them. Yep. You're standing on the floor. That's an option too. And then that allows us some, some options to upgrade. So I could see taking a closet in the leasing or even building a closet in the leasing office specifically for this purpose, you know, take the doors off and just show, show it to everyone like, Hey, there's, there's another option there for you as well. Correct. Um, and it kind of becomes like a, a showroom. The leasing office becomes a showroom for the upgrades the tenants could, could choose and they could choose all of them. And we can build that into their, their costs too. Um, Absolutely. Excited about this. Um, the, what is the difference? Maybe you don't have it offhand, but in general, what could I expect a difference in price to be if you guys are installing or if I have my maintenance team installing it? So it depends on the market. So obviously labor in Vegas is different than it is here in Dallas that it yeah. is in Orlando as an example, mm -hmm. or New Jersey where we're doing installations. And so uh, for us, we're, we're really trying to maintain a local um, market of that. But I would say on average, surprisingly, you're looking at about 40% of between 30 and 40% of the cost that I quoted out is labor. It's a yeah. pretty heavy number. And in certain markets it's even bigger than that. Actually, in some cases, the labor like California is higher than the material cost is, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and if you're talking union uh, market where you were having to work with union labor, that can definitely create that. But I would say between between 30 and 40% of the cost I was mentioning is tied up in labor. For us, we don't make any money off it. We're, we're the manufacturer. What makes us unique is that we came in and, and we haven't really talked about this, is that 
we vertically integrated. So we are the manufacturer designer of the product and went all the way down to installation of the product. That was one of the ways to do this and make this model work is that we had to cut out all people. So we're, we're basically a fully integrated company. So we do the manufacturing where we open up warehousing and distribution in certain markets where we're in demand. And then we have our own installers or we will contract out or we will ship the product directly. That's great. I'm, um, you know, I'm just thinking from my standpoint, selfishly, of course, it's my show, but it, <laughs> if I could, uh, you know, if I'm say conservatively, you know, your $800 cost, now it's, you know, somewhere between five and $600. If, if my maintenance team is doing the labor and I, they're already on the site, already, you know, performing at the property, um, if I've got them doing turns and we can train them and have them add this to their scope, then my ROI just comes up even, even sooner. Even faster. That, that's yeah. exactly right. And we do have clients that'll say, um, I'm using example, we have one in Austin right now. They're doing, they're doing, they're not up to a level of our teams, but they're doing them in an average of two and a half to three hours per closet, a little slower mm-hmm. than what our guys are. But still, when you look at the labor cost, they've told us, look, it's just much more economical for us to do it this way. And you're right. Their RI now, I believe when I'm talking to that organization, is about two and a half years now right? versus and, three to four. Even if, you know, we get on, so, so you said C-class, you know, sort of the low end, nine to $15 rent bump. You said on the, the Bs and As, you mentioned uh, 40 to 42 would be your average rent bump, right? So correct. we, so we went on the low end. That. Said it was a ten dollar rent bump, you know, times times twelve months, right? I'm getting one hundred twenty dollars. Well, even even if that's su- sort of super low end f- for that, I'm getting one hundred twenty dollars a year, and um, you know, maybe it cost me about five hundred dollars or so. I'm I'm making it back in in four and a half years or so. So that's even sort of worst case scenario, a, a pretty nice ROI and, and something I'd be pretty happy to have. So uh, I I really like correct. That. And, and I think when you see it, and you're sort of standing in the office or standing in a model unit and you see it and someone says 20 bucks, even on a C class, I, I think that no problem, 20, 25, 30, somewhere in there. Right. And I think it depends on the market set. Mm-hmm. Now I'll tell you that the markets where we've seen that rent increase of nine to 15, Oklahoma city, and in, in this case, like South Dallas. So it's not the most ideal mm-hmm. place I would say, but like Oklahoma city, very, you know, blue collar. Uh, and that's what it can do. I think in certain markets, you can definitely see that because we have clients right now, like in Phoenix or uh, California, that will say, well, we're able to get a $100 rent bump. Mm-hmm. And, and it's all in perspective, right? It's all about Absolutely. what those markets are and so forth. And so, or New Jersey, even where we're doing work now for um, Sterling Properties. I don't know if you're familiar with who they are. No. Uh, big group. And I just live in New Jersey. I don't invest in New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so they're a REIT. Uh, so, but uh, you know, they're, they're, they'll see higher rent increases than that. But as an average, that's what we like to speak to and talk to because it's, it's, it's realistic in our opinion. Got it. Wow. This is, um, I, I never really thought I'd sit down and do 30 minutes on closets, but I'm, uh, I'm loving it. Um, is there anything that uh, we didn't cover that you think is worth, worth mentioning about this whole process? Well, no, I actually, the one thing I would say is that you've got to look past it because I will say this, you know, when we talk about the story of us, there's been naysayers, there's people out there go, there's just no way. What's been very fascinating to me is when you install this, and, and there are clients that will they'll go out and they'll do the installation. And, and one of the trade secrets they don't really talk a ton about, I think, is that you're going to be shot by your competition at some point, they're going to walk it, they're going to see these things. And we get calls. 
we get calls like couldn't believe where companies will come in and say, hey, we're just walking this property that you've done an installation on right down the road. Can you do that for us? And it just tells us that it's the it's the next amenity set that's going to take off, we believe. Yeah. Is it a trend? I don't know. But what makes us unique is that we're really not going after the new construction market. We're going after the existing because that's just such a large market pool. And you know, frankly, it works. So yeah. that's the only thing I'd say to your to your 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 listeners is think about it. Think about it when you're doing an acquisition. Think about when you're doing a renovation and be playing with some of those numbers and see if it makes sense. Personally, um, you know, to the listeners, we do not, I do not have a business relationship here with closets yet, no. but I'm very intrigued and interested um, and, and probably can think of two, two properties that are sort of on that C plus B minus side that I'd like to roll this out. And one that's in the, in a heavy value add that, that will become that sort of C plus. And that's where I think it might make sense to, to offer it as an option and I'd like to see kind of what the market says about it and test it out. But I'm definitely intrigued and, and um, you know, going to follow up with you after, after this call, Jim, but you, tell, um, tell the audience where they can find out more about closets and how they can get in touch with you. Yeah. So they can reach out to us at closets.com at C-L-O-Z-Z-I-T-S and then uh, against closets, or you can reach out to me personally, J Monk, M-O-N-K at closets.com, or you can definitely find us. We're very active on LinkedIn. So myself or any of our salespeople, uh, they're more than welcome to reach out to any of them and at least give you information. You know, we're, we're very big on let's give you information first before we even try to, we actually have clients that will say, you know what, we've done the work here. We know about this. We don't think we're a great amenity set for this right now. This, this property, you, you got to do some more TLC in certain areas. So we we're very open about that because we want our clients to succeed. The last thing we want to do is be a failure to them. um, You know, and to the residents. So um, yeah, that's what I can speak to you on. Excellent. Jim, last question before we go, I ask everybody someone and, and I'll ask this to you because you've got a, a pretty significant portfolio as well yourself. So someone comes up to you, Jim, and says, Hey, I, I heard about multifamily investing. I want to get in. I'm not a total newbie, but want to maybe grow my portfolio a little bit. How, how, what is your true multifamily tip for someone that's looking to grow their multifamily portfolio? So it's based on experience. So the first couple I went in blindly, I, I can speak to that. And they were disasters. I won't even get into all the details. But within two weeks, I found out we had a bigger issue on our, our plate. We're trying to figure out how to unwind it. So I always tell people, surround yourself with people that know what they're doing in multifamily, that they are involved. And one of the very first questions that, that I would ask today would be, talk to me about a problem case you had and how you dealt with it. Because you're going to run into it. You know this, Justin. I mean, we, we all run into these. And some of them can be very big problems, you know, like finding out, oh, we got to replace the roof now that we didn't think we had to do. Or uh, just they go to extremes. There's, there's some extremes out there. And um, that can happen very quickly. Uh, and so for from my perspective, it's about make sure you're aligning yourself with good quality people. Question, verify, verify, verify. And the question I, I always ask now is talk to me about a problem case and how you dealt with it, because that's really going to show you if they can handle it. And if you don't feel comfortable, walk away. Yeah, that, great, great advice. Great tip. Um, and, and really important. And sometimes it's uncomfortable to ask that question, but it is. Uh, 
how someone responds, whether they sort of shut down or sort of open up and, and share everything with you is tells a lot about them. So I love that advice. Jim, thank you so much for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. Um, guys, uh, check out our show notes, truemultifamily.show. If you missed any of Jim's links, his social website, everything will be up there, truemultifamily.show. Uh, if you like this episode, please leave us a rating and review. We would really appreciate it. Jim, thanks again for coming on the show, man. Really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to another episode. Check out our website at truemultifamily.show. And if you have an amazing story to tell, share it on our Facebook community, and you might just be the next guest on the show. We're also on all other social networks. Just search True Multifamily. I'm really, really proud to have this show produced by our company, On Air Brands. Check us out at onairbrands.com. We also have an incredible, unique podcasting event that we would love for you to be a part of. Check that out at podmax.co.